welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a podcast series focused on Intel Select Solutions, a suite of verified solution configurations that can help IT teams meet the demanding needs of a growing infrastructure. Here's your host, Jake Smith. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, Director of Data Center Technologies, and I am joined today by a dear friend and colleague, a veteran of this industry, a true pioneer, Lee Caswell from VMware. Welcome, Lee. Jake, always a pleasure to see you, and thanks for the warm introduction. Really great, exciting times together. Well, we've had a lot of exciting times, and I know our listeners care about those exciting times, but we're here today to specifically talk about some new technology that we've been working on together. We're here today to talk about the select solutions that we've been developing for years, and we're here today to talk about, once again, VMware's industry leadership in the hyperconverged space. So, Lee, can you give our listeners a little bit of background? For those who don't know Lee Caswell, can you give us some background about who you are and how you got to VMware and what your role is today. Yeah, some people have associated me with being like the VCN guy, but you know, what's interesting is my background actually started with Flash. I'm so excited about how Flash is really changing the dynamics of how we build out systems. So I've worked for Flash Fab. I then went to Fusion IO. Some of you know Fusion IO, right? Is like building accelerated Flash You're devices. working with Wozniak. Come on, Exactly. Was <laughs> and. You know, that was super exciting flash in single servers. Then I moved to NetApp doing all flash systems and a shared model for scale out storage systems. And then came to VMware really to follow that journey, right? About now taking flash and re-architecting scale out systems based on servers technology at scale where we're really doing consolidation value. It's been great. And, you know, of course, uh, Intel's been a fantastic partner through the whole journey. So... You know, you and I have been competitors. Now we're partners. We have developed technologies against each other. Now we're developing the next generation technology to take vSAN to the next level. Can you talk a little bit about VMware's vision for a transformative data center? Because I think people get caught up into VMware just does virtualization or VMware just does VDI, but VMware isn't really an architecture. 42% of the market said that's wrong this quarter. They understand that VMware is an architecture and it transforms data centers and transforms where corporations can take their data management. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I've used an example that makes people smile usually. You know, it's basically going back. Do you remember when we used to defrag disks? Do you remember like the defrag tool, right? My favorite part of the night, you kick off the defrag tool at 11 p.m. and it's still running when you wake up. You know, it's funny because sometimes I leave, you know, I ask like, who's been a storage admin? And very few people will say yes. And then we remind them that all of us were storage admins at one time, right? We were doing all of this work, right? <laughs> and we did this, why? Because, well, it turns out like capacity was a constraint. Actually performance too, right? Similarly, by the way, you know, if you remember, there used to be this little disk light that was on your computer that would tell you that things weren't broken, something was happening, but it wasn't happening very fast. That's all gone. There's no disk light anymore on your laptop because we've basically applied technology to make sure that you're not doing that work. And if you think about the amount of hours that have been freed up as we basically now freed up people to start working on like real work, this is what's happening with HCI today. People are spending less time going to micro configure like storage attributes and things. Why? Well, because they're getting cost effective flash with the latest CPU technologies 
and they're getting it in a manner where they can scale it out extremely simply. And it just changes the dynamic. And especially, you mentioned in today's times, in uncertain times, HCI provides a low-risk way to go and invest responsibly. And that's what customers are doing, right? I saw some data recently, 20% of our customers are accelerating their HCI buying plans in this time. Why? Because they're trying to address uncertainty. Well, I'm not going to say that the pundits for HCI were wrong, but they've been wrong every year. So I'll just leave it at this. We've outgrown the market in hyperconverged every year versus forecast. This year will be no different. And in fact, the forecast from the industry pundits, who are all good friends of ours, and they're great people, they were wrong. It's okay to admit when you're wrong and that you undercalled the market. And so this is a tremendous opportunity. But talk a little bit about why customers feel so comfortable deploying VMware's HCI solutions so quickly. It's interesting, right? Because if you think about the evolution of VMware and vSphere, what vSphere offered was an integrated architecture that took the industry by storm and it was magic. First days, right? You know, consolidating. I certainly thought it was. Yeah, right? You're consolidating physical servers into virtual servers. That offered up not just consolidation value, but also a management value. Remember how hard it was, you know, to go and like maintain a server? And security value. Oh my God. I mean, how about this? How many people could you find to maintain a server? Let alone, once you found them, how could you keep them? Because somebody like me would say, hey, they do a pretty good job for Lee. I bet they do a better job for me. Well, and that application model became so familiar, so easy to manage. And so we're seeing the same thing with HCI, right? We have generalists now. And you can tell that Our customers are trying not to manage storage. (laughs) They're trying to stop doing that. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we don't license by terabyte, for example. You don't have to figure out what your capacity is. You put whatever disks or SSDs you want. We're licensing by CPU in this case. Secondly, when you're managing a storage system, you basically have to become experts in LUNs, files, or objects. Well, in our case, what you're doing is you're managing from the VM or now increasingly from a container. Now, that's a different model because that gets you back closer to the application. So now, if you think about what is the fastest changing part of every IT environment, it's the apps. Yep. Right? This changing pace of applications. We have some data showing that like there'll be more apps created in the next five years than in all of the past 40 years of computing. So as those apps are spinning up at that speed, what you want to be able to do is basically apply capacity, IOPS, QoS, and do it from the VM out, as opposed to separately saying, hey, here's my LUN, and can you carve it up? I mean, this is just a new model that gives you speed, and wherever speed matters, well, HCI is winning. And that's a really good point. Wherever speed matters, HCI is winning. And some of the numbers are phenomenal. So we can't quote actual customers, but we have several customers who are deploying new cluster modules every 60 days. Yeah. And it's doubling in size every 60 days because they're finding they can consolidate more and more VMs. I had an interesting discussion not too long ago with a large manufacturer who manages over 30,000 VMs and was looking to expand to the next level because they think they're going to double their VM footprint. And they said, where do you go for that kind of scalability? And I said, well, you're a VMware shop. And they said, of course, we're a VMware shop. He said, I think you're there. 
Okay. Uh, what you have to start building for is a scalable architecture. And that part hadn't quite kicked in because they had never anticipated three years ago when they began their virtualization journey that they'd be at 27,000 VMs in less than three years. Exactly. As vSAN has really revolutionized the HCI space right now, growing 100 customers a week, more customers today than the next three competitors combined, by the way, just to give you an idea of how fast this is growing. Not to toot your own horn, but ooga. <laughs> I just thought I'd slip that in, you know, in case you, uh, yeah. so, so bear with me. But when you think about that, right, what's also happening is we're actually moving up the stack. It's not just storage anymore, right? We've packaged this together in something we call the VMware Cloud Foundation. And while that seems like it's, hey, we're just basically pulling all the pieces of VMware vSphere, vSAN, NSX, RV Realize suite together, what you're finding, right, is that that full stack offers innovation across all the elements of mm -hmm. the infrastructure. And what VMware is doing uniquely in this case is now we're allowing you to have a pre-configured lifecycle managed system where you can update all of the components at one time. And you know what's interesting, on-prem you still have the flexibility to deploy whichever pieces you need most. But if you look at what we're doing in the public cloud, where we have the same VMware cloud stack running on servers, because guess what? Public cloud runs on servers. That's right. When you think about that, now all of a sudden in the public cloud, we only offer the full stack. And that public cloud experience, right, is around simplicity, management ease, and deployment at speed. And so what you're watching is this cloud foundation platform, it reminds me a little bit of when we standardized railroads. Remember, like, <laughs> oh, take us back, J.P. Morgan. What's funny, right, is so I was you know, traveling through India. That only happened in the last 100 years in India, and it actually played right. really well there. So, but you think about, like, when you standardize railroads, what they did is it freed up commerce to be able to flow easily without friction, right? Across right. the, in this case, hybrid cloud. That's what's really captured in, you know, our customers, what we call future ready mindset, which is, hey, I'm thinking about how I engage with the public cloud. And HCI is the now expanded common consistent operating model that makes it all possible. And that's such an important aspect. It makes it possible because it provides flexibility for innovation. It provides flexibility for scale. So I wouldn't be an Intel employee if I didn't talk about our processors that we use to power this VCF VMware Cloud Foundation. But let's talk about some of the interesting I like to say architectural adjacencies because we talked about virtualization and containerization and bare metal. That's one element, but managing it, being able to then manage the data, store and process that data. Can you talk a little bit about how we work together, VMware and Intel, to build that platform across the VCF product suite? Yeah, you bet. I mean, one thing is, you know, if you love hardware, and you know I love hardware. <laughs> then That's why you're one of my favorite guests of all time, Lee. You're more of a hardware junkie than me. Well, you know, what's funny is our CEO, Pat Gelsinger, loves hardware too, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got a bunch of hardware people in a software company. <laughs> why is that? Well, one of the reasons is because if you love new hardware, it's coming to servers first. You know, if you think about like the number of servers, just the scale economics of servers, when you think about how do you get new silicon advances, they're coming to servers because, you know, by my calculations, there's about 40,000 servers built a day. I think Dell builds a server every 15 seconds. <laughs> now, what that means for VMware is from the start, we've had a ecosystem model where we work with server providers of all types 
in order to basically make sure that we've got day zero support for the latest CPUs and for the latest flash technologies, the latest networking technologies, all available, right, that are certified all the way from our vSphere flagship product, if you will, into vSAN, our storage product, and into NSX, our networking capabilities. And when you think about that now, what we're doing is we're allowing customers to get access to that latest technology and be able actually to have hardware choice. Now this is important, right? Because customers do buy into a stack in our case, and they can go basically now move this across different hardware platforms over time. Now we're also finding that, you know, we have a special relationship of course with Dell EMC, as you know. So we've done some unique engineering with Dell EMC on something called the VX Rail product. And you'll see the same dynamic here, right? We're basically doing the integration work for customers so that customers can stop looking down at the infrastructure and up at the applications. And that means, you know, for the latest, whether it's CPU types, where we've always been day zero, or even on the latest flash devices as well, to make sure that we're taking the latest SSDs as well as, you know, Intel Uping. Well, that's a big deal because, you know, you're what I call definitional partner for us on Intel Optane. You and I have been working on Optane since the very first time we met. In fact, we even worked on the NVMe standard when you were at Fusion yeah. IO. Uh, that's how much we believed in this interface. We believe in this technology. So the work that you've done with our second generation Xeon scalable processors, formerly known as Cascade Lake Refresh, and the work that you're already doing on our third generation Xeon scalable processors and fourth generation Xeon scalable processors, which we cannot wait to tell people about, yeah. um, <laughs> is really critical because one of the things that VMware always does is you really understand a balanced architecture from a software development perspective. And you've done an amazing job of taking memory, I.O., even the switched fabric interconnect component and finding ways to make sure that this stays balanced with quality of service, reliability, and SLAs. So talk a little bit about that because we spend very little time, most of the time talking about the telemetry investments that we make, but that's most of the time that you and I are talking internally for our listeners. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about hardcore instructions between the Intel CPU and how VMware then manages the VM or the AD bits, the dirty bits, the clean bits, all the bits in between. Yeah, I mean, it's a great technical partnership. You know, by us doing the work, that means customers are just benefiting from that collaboration. And, you know, if I step back for a minute, what's interesting about HCI is HCI really pushes the limits of new CPU and flash technologies, right? You can have a dedicated proprietary hardware storage system that stands alone and there's nothing shared. And you're like, well, okay, that's one way to build something, right? Sure, 1965, but go ahead. Exactly, right? And so if you think about like, what was it about the splitting of hardware and software innovation that moved us from Unix systems into x86? What that did is it uncapped the innovation of Intel from a hardware standpoint, the innovation of software providers like VMware, and all of a sudden the innovation beat rate increased. We're doing something similar on storage, right? Storage systems have always been like proprietary software and proprietary hardware. And now what we have with HCI is we have proprietary software for sure with commodity hardware. And you think about what's happening right now is that increases the beat rate about how systems can evolve over time. And then, you know, the idea of how do we make sure that a shared system, which HCI is assuredly a shared system, how do we make sure that you can get consistent low latency during failure conditions? 
Mm. And that's the true test of any storage system. Every storage system works really well when things are good. <laughs> you want to know what happens when things go bump in the night, right? That's how you test a storage system. So you pull SSDs, you pull a network connection, you start introducing failure conditions. In HCI, you fail a node. What's really interesting right now is that HCI and vSAM has been certified by the toughest application providers in the world, including SAP HANA. So SAP HANA certified right now for SAP HANA use under failure conditions, right, to go to get consistent low latency for both integrated compute and storage for the highest performance in-memory databases. I mean, this is the true litmus test of when you're ready for any application. Are you ready to perform? And if you can make it through the SAP qualifications, that's usually a good sign. We've done that. And we've done that with Optane Persistent Memory. And really what I think is one of the truly great architectural software platforms ever written. So it's proving itself out. Final thoughts, though, because we've been in the industry a while and the industry's going through massive transformation. Many people have said that the transformation has gone from three years out, my projects were three years out, now my projects are right now. Yep. I've dealt with some very, very large hospitals with you and your team who are saying, I've got to go right now. I don't have time to wait. Guys, what do you have in the hopper? But let's talk a little bit about the future. And where does the future of hyperconverge? Where's the future of the VMware Intel relationship going? And what can customers, developers, and partners look forward to? Yeah, first, I think really when we start talking about applications, we want to look at the big changes on the application front. And first and foremost is containers. So 95% of new applications are being built with containers. And if you think about, so what does that change for us? Well, they're created more frequently, they're destroyed more frequently, they're more portable across the hybrid cloud, but there's no inherent security model and you've gotta be basically Kubernetes compliant for this. What VMware has done in the past six months, we've basically gone and re-architected vSphere from the ground up to go and integrate Kubernetes directly into the hypervisor. It's that same architecture that we had that was ESXi, if you recall, the type one hypervisor, and then follow that with vSAN, right? Integrated into the hypervisor. This is now the next stage for our customers. How do you become developer ready? How do you make sure that when a Kubernetes orchestrated container app developer comes to you and says, listen, I've got this new app. How do you make sure that you can deploy that just as seamlessly, exactly consistently with how I deploy traditional VMs? And that's what we're offering now is the ability to have a Kubernetes-capable integrated system where new applications can be deployed that fast. Now, that's not going to just stop with kind of cloud-native apps. It's also going to work into AIML. So if you think about AIML, new workloads, and how do we work there? So stay tuned. Lots coming down the pike here about how do you make sure that you're ready for new applications and that you can go and be future-ready across the hybrid cloud? This is the value we're offering, right? Where the commonality across this is Intel and servers and VMware from a software platform. It's the standardization of the hybrid cloud railway. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I love it. The hybrid cloud railway. I am excited. (laughs) Lee Caswell. Well, Lee, it's been an honor to have you on our show. For those of you who want to follow Lee, please follow him on his Twitter handle and watch him for future episodes of Conversations in the Cloud. On behalf of Lee Caswell from VMware, my name is Jake Smith, Director of Data Center Technologies, and we're wishing you a good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. Yeah.